Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Folks, this idea of a parallel economy away from the crazy lunatic liberals, please make no mistake here. This is not a luxury idea. Ah, it'd be cute. Maybe we get away from there and we can make some money on the side, like a little side gig, like being like an Uber driver or something. No, no, it's not a luxury. It's a necessity. And that parallel economy must include the services sector, too. Did you see what happened at Stanford? The story's a few days old, but I want to combine it with another story I saw yesterday, a training video that looks insane that came out of a medical school to show you that lawyers, doctors, this service economy in the future, it's going to be just as bad as the censorship economy hitting you now. You may not be able to get a fair trial in the future. You may not be able to get your chest cracked open in the future if you don't play the pronoun game with someone. Doubt me? You should. Make me produce the evidence. I will. Don't go anywhere. Today's show is brought to you by ExpressVPN. When you use the bathroom, you always close the door behind you, right? I mean, come on. You don't want some random passerby staring at you. So why would you let people look in on what you do when you go online? Using the internet without express VPNs, like going to the bathroom and not closing the door. You don't want to do that. Do you know your internet service provider knows every single website you visit? Here's what's worse. They can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants who will use your data to target you. Other people targeting you too. ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet. So your online activity can't be seen by anyone. I use ExpressVPN on all my devices. Works on my phones, laptops, even routers. And using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the bathroom door. Just fire up the app, click one button, and you are protected. ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by Mashable, The Verge, and countless others. I rated number one, too. Secure yourself at expressvpn.com slash Bongino, B-O-N-G-I-N-O today. Use my exclusive link, expressvpn.com slash Bongino, and you can get an extra three months free. Do it today. Protect your privacy. That's expressvpn.com. Slash Bongino. All right, Joe, let's go. And away we go. Yes, sir, we do. Justice in America, ladies and gentlemen, is absolutely dead. Take the nail, stick it in the coffin, bury it in there, put six feet of dirt on top of it. It's dead. Now, it doesn't matter. We It doesn't mean we can't rescue it. Uh, it doesn't mean we shouldn't fight back. I'm not giving anything. I'm not conceding a single inch of territory to our liberal soon-to-be subjugators who want to subjugate the United States in this new tyrannical, uh, no justice, justice is blind only to Democrat society. I'm not giving an inch. But right now, if this continues and we don't fight back, you have no chance of getting justice in America. What do I mean? There was a story story early in the week. I saw it pop. I like to wait on some of these things. I wanted to see how it kind of fleshed out. Here's the long and short of it. A federal judge appointed by Trump Judge Kyle Duncan showed up to left-leaning Stanford University, their law school, uh, to speak about, you know, the law. Crazy idea, right? I mean, Joe, why would you want a judge, a federal judge, talk about the law? It's nuts, right? That's stupid. I mean, it's it's like asking a baseball manager to show up and, you know, like talk about baseball and managing and stuff. It's stupid. I, I know. It's a stupid. Putting that aside, how dumb of an idea it is to have a judge talk about the law. I mean, idiots, right? The judge is kind enough to give his time, Judge Kyle Duncan. He shows up. And of course, he shows up to a mob of raging liberal lunatics who don't even want to let the man speak because they're crazy. As he's about to speak, this other nut, the DEI dean or whatever she is of diversity, equity, and inclusion, (laughs) Tyrion Steinbeck shows up and she decides... She's going to speak instead, and she's going to lecture the judge who's going to stand there and have to take this. I want you to listen to this, because remember, the person she's talking to is an appellate court federal judge who she's lecturing. She doesn't even have a real job. She's a DEI. She doesn't even know what that means. And she's in front of a bunch of future lawyers, prosecutors, ADAs, city states attorneys, and potential FBI agents and others. She's in front of them. These are the people going to be prosecuting you in the future. Listen to this. It impacts directly their people, humans, their families, and their communities. And I'm uncomfortable, and it's uncomfortable to say this to you as a person. It's uncomfortable to say 
that for many people here, your work has caused harm, has caused, has caused harm. And I know that must be uncomfortable to hear. I know that must be. Let me please finish. And I want to give you space to finish your remarks too, Judge Duncan. I'm also uncomfortable because many of the people in the room here I've come to care for. Um, and at, in my role at this university, my job is to create a space of belonging for all people in this institution. And that is hard and messy and not easy, and the answers are not black or white or right or wrong. This is actually part of the creation of belonging. And it doesn't feel comfortable, and it doesn't always feel safe, but there are always places of safety, and there is always an intention from this administration to make sure you all can be in a place where you feel fully you can be here, learn, grow into the amazing advocates and lawyers and leaders that you're going to be. This is hilarious. You hear this, Dunce? This is, an, this is a well-paid academic at one of the most elite learning institutions in the world, Stanford who doesn't get the irony, did you guys catch it, of sitting in front of a room lecturing people about safe spaces for everyone while she's lecturing a guy who's supposed to be in there to speak who fits in the everyone class and not letting him speak. It's the craziest thing yeah. I've ever seen. This is the dystopian future we live in now and why a parallel economy, including the law and services, is not a luxury, it's a necessity. Please don't think it's a luxury. You are fooling yourself. I want you to remember something. The people she's lecturing in the room and the, and the tyrant loser bums in the room screaming and yelling to shut this guy down. You're a racist. These are the people who are going to be assistant United States attorneys prosecuting you in the future. These are the people who are going to be assistant district attorneys, city states attorneys. These are the people who are going to be working in the Justice Department. These are the people who are going to be attorneys general. These are the people who a lot of lawyers go into the FBI. Folks, I'm telling you, listen to me. You stand no chance in front of these people. None. They will go home. They will punch you up on social media and you will be guilty. It doesn't matter if it's a false charge. It doesn't matter if it's a civil, a civil case, a tort lawsuit. You will lose. These people who don't even want to allow a judge appointed by Donald Trump. And what was his offense, by the way? I should have got to that earlier. An accused sex offender, he refused to use preferred pronouns. That's, his, that's the offense, by the way. You really believe if you're in court in a civil suit, in a contract violation, and you have a social media account, say you, you have supported, you, you, you've got a MAGA hat on your social media account wearing one, and you're suing a guy, who's got a let's go Bernie thing, you believe you have any chance in front of these lunatics who are now learning to be lawyers. So how do we fight it? Complaining about it doesn't mean anything. Number one, get out of that economy and stick with the parallel economy. Make sure you understand right away who you're giving money to if you have a lawyer on and you have a lawyer retained. I'm dead serious. I do. I don't care if they're conservatives or liberals, my lawyer. What I care about is that they're not discriminatory when it comes to others' conservatism or, liber or liberalism. I am very careful who I let in my circle. Second, get out of blue states as soon as you can. You stand zero chance with this continuing because these are going to be appointed judges in blue states. No conservative is going to appoint these people to, to the bench anywhere in a red state. No one. Get out of blue states as soon as you can. Dan, I want to stay and fight. I get it. I get it. How about you stay and fight in swing states where you stand a chance? You will have no firearms. You will have no legal rights. And you will have none of your money in blue states. You will not be able to defend yourself. You will not be able to defend yourself in a court of law. And you will not be able to have the money to defend yourself either as they tax you into oblivion. Get out as soon as you can. You can disagree. I actually wrote a piece a while ago, about 10 years ago. Claiming that staying and fighting was, it was a bad idea. I retract every idea. That's a crazy idea. Get out as soon as you can. You stand a far better chance of let, letting those places sink on their own. I'll show you what I mean coming up in a minute. Folks, and by the way, to conservatives out there, do not hire these people as clerks. Stanford, if these are not established, nonpartisan people who can put that stuff aside, do not hire any of these people. 
Now, a group called the Federalist Society invited this judge, Kyle Duncan, to speak. Tim Rosenberger, a student at Stanford, who sounds unbelievably disappointed at the money he's paying a year to basically go to a school that just hates free speech. It's a law school, man. It's a law school. They're supposed to be defending the Constitution, which, Joe, last time I checked, actually has it written in. I think it's that first one. First Amendment or something like that. I think you can look at that. Yeah, check that out during the break just to confirm as a Will fact do. check. Here's one of the students on Tucker saying how incredibly disappointed he is that this program has collapsed into chaos. Take a listen. I think a lot of us who worked very hard to get to Stanford are kind of feeling like suckers right now. But, you know, you get here, you experience this, you sort of see that there's a mob and there's a way you're expected to think. You might have thought the law school was to teach you how to debate with people and how to make an argument. But in fact, it turns out it's to teach you how to think a very particular way to hold a certain set of beliefs. And if you don't want to do that, then maybe uh, these elite schools are not for you. Get out of these schools. Get away from these blue states. Get away from these judges. Get away from these students. Do not hire them. Do not hire them as clerks. To conservatives running conservative states, run away from these people. Folks, we are in a lot of danger with this. Now, we can fix it. It's very fixable. We're seeing it in Florida right now. When you appoint, when you elect a conservative governor, he will appoint conservative-oriented judges. When you elect a conservative president, they will appoint AUSAs, assistant United States attorneys, and the United States attorneys that are prosecutors for the government that believe in the Constitution. Get away from these people as soon as you can. Now, that's not it. That's not it. The reason I'm talking about this story today, it's a few days old, is I saw this making its rounds around the internet yesterday. This is, according to a couple of reports, this is a medical school training video that's been making the rounds. So not only are you not going to be able to get legal services in the future if you're in a blue state because these lunatics you just saw are going to be the lawyers out there. They're not even going to take you on as a client while the liberal judge who was a lawyer at one time gives you no chance in the case at all. You're not going to be able to get your chest cracked open either. Folks, listen to me. Don't doubt me, man. You think this is some dystopian future far off? What happened during the COVID crisis? Oh, you didn't get a vaccine. Sorry, that organ transplant ain't going to work. Yeah, but I'm going to die. My bad. So sad. You don't have a mask on? Get out of our hospital. It's an emergency. And I'm, it doesn't matter. Stay out. You don't think in the future, if you don't play the pronoun game, that that's not going to be part of how and when you get services? This is what we're training. This is a medical school training video. I want you to watch this. Probably the most, one of the most troubling things I've seen in a long time. Check this out. So, Sam, I'd like to ask you a few more questions, if that's okay. Okay. All right. Can you tell me, do you feel like a boy, like a girl, like both or neither? And there's no right answer. He keeps telling me that he's a girl and that he doesn't like boy stuff. So let him go by the name of Sam. Which I like because it could be for a boy or for a girl. I don't know. I, I think he just wants to be like his big sister. Dad, I told you, I'm a girl. I'm sorry, honey. This is hard to understand. Thank you for sharing that. I would like to ask Sam. So what do you say, Sam? I'm a girl. How long have you known you're a girl? I don't know, but a long time. So when we're talking about you, would you like for us to say he or she? She. Okay, thanks. In this scenario... The registration form provided an opportunity for the parent to share his child's name, pronouns, and gender identity. This helped inform the provider in asking follow-up questions with Sam and his parent during the clinical visit. The provider was able to update the EHR after talking to Sam to make sure that the information about Sam's pronouns and gender identity was correct. He says he... he He hates it that we're alive in the stupidest time in human history. The dumbest time in human history. No, Dan, it was the Dark Ages. No, no. I assure you guys, even in the Dark Ages, they were well aware of what a man and a woman, a boy and a girl were. Right? You're laughing. Am I kidding? I assure you, you asked a five-year-old, Joe, back in the Dark Ages, is that a boy or a girl? What are you, an idiot? It's a boy. (laughs) So we're teaching the smartest people among us, the lawyers and the doctors, we're teaching the doctors now, too. In medicine, do you not see the irony of that? We're teaching future practitioners of medicine. Is that a boy or a girl? Doesn't matter. Whatever they say. 
<laughs> Am I? Geese set me up. Geese trying to he's trying to direct me in a different direction, which I think is a good one. Geese says, Dan, this is such a dark and apocalyptic show. Cue up that piece. That's a perfect time. I'll get to the Fox one next. <laughs> this is the hilarious part about this whole thing. So keep in mind, he knows where we're going with this. Joe seen it too. We this is the this isn't even a Republican's pounds. This is a Republican's like mega super pounds. So when we expose what the left is up to, shouting down speakers, teaching doctors that boys can be girls and girls can be boys, you know, boycotting conservatives for just supporting Donald Trump, getting them fired and throwing them in jail. When we point that out, it's not their problem that they're the lunatics on the left screaming at people. It's our problem for pointing it out. As the Washington Post said just today, Washington Post, much of the 2024 GOP field focuses on dark, apocalyptic themes. This is the biggest Republicans pounce ever. Ron DeSantis and Donald Trump focusing on dark themes. No, they're focusing on you idiots. Ashley Parker at the Washington Post, who keep bringing us, there she is, to a dark, apocalyptic future. Don't worry, folks. She has a BA in English and Communications. She's the one that definitely oh. smarter than you. Uh. I take that back. She probably is smarter than the doctor in the video who can't figure out what a boy or a girl is. So the, I, I take that back for a minute. Thank you, Ashley, <laughs> very much for enlightening us. This is, this is what happens. Don't focus on the fact that we have entirely corrupted society into this woke future. And by the way, don't get caught up in all this nonsense yesterday. It was a viral video. They asked uh, Bethany Mandel, you know, what's the definition of woke? And she had a mental hiccup there. Folks, you know exactly what the definition of woke is. And when they say, well, I need a specific definition, say you specifically describe it to me because you describe it a thousand different ways too. I can tell you my definition quite simply. It's based on critical theory, this idea that the white male patriarchy is basically the source of all our problems and that the knowledge that comes forth from anything in the white male patriarchy is just a construct of power. Simply said, if it comes from a white guy, it's no good. That's the source. Critical theory is the source of critical race theory, which is the source of all this wokeism ideology you're seeing there filter down. Do you have a penis? The left loves to play word games. <laughs> they, they love to play word games, the euphemisms game. They all invent a word, woke. When the word becomes disparaging because everybody realizes what it means, they ask you to define what they are. Don't fall for it. Listen, this battle against wokeism and this battle against uh, this dystopian future the left is creating, this is our fight. Be proud of it. You have a noble fight in your hands. We can't abandon the national fight either. I know we need to escape these blue states for red states, but I'm not for a national divorce. I told you why. We did those shows. I'm not going to beat that up. We did two shows on it. I get it. I understand why people would call for that. The problem is the left will never leave you alone. And one of the main reasons a national divorce is a bad idea is what would we do for national defense? You think the woke military that's left behind in these big blue states that aren't going to let people out of their deals to go back home to red states, you think they're going to defend us? They're not going to defend us. They're going to take every government asset they can and run, and all the bureaucrats in the government are going to let them do it. We have to fight. We have to fight nationally to at least keep some semblance of a national government together. And the first thing is the military. Fox News, Air Force goes on a diversity, equity, and inclusion hiring spree. Top job pays a nice $183,000. I, I ask the, uh, the, uh, the folks out there flying planes and landing planes and mechanics working on planes. You make it a buck 83, it's a lot of dough. Folks are trying to destroy our military too. The military works because of unit cohesion. The idea that in boot camp, you break down individual barriers and everybody goes through collective suffering, making them bond making them bond and stick together. These DEI people, Tieran Steinbeck and others you just saw at Stanford, they're committed to tearing you apart. The next president that gets into office needs to uproot and do what Ron DeSantis is doing down here in Florida. Uproot and fire every single one of these DEI people. Don't wait. The minute the media loses their mind about one firing, fire 10 more. Fire them in the Army. Fire them in the Navy. Fire them in the Marines. Fire them in the Air Force. 
public universities, anyone getting federal funding, none of it goes to DEI. It has to be priority number one, two, or three. Why do I say one, two, or three? There's a couple other priorities too. Firing the FBI director, cleaning house at the upper ranks of our military. Get rid of these people. Cohesion matters. They are dividing us. Now, I want to show you, I want to show you why. If we can keep the nation together, even loosely, and we get out of these blue states and these blue areas and go to red states, they will fold on themselves. The difference is liberalism doesn't work and conservatism does. I'm going to show you what I mean. Two stories out of San Francisco coming up on a minute. It's collapsing on itself right now. I told you this would happen. It's cannibalistic by nature. Birch Gold, folks, B-I-R-C-H, buy gold and get a free safe to store it in on qualifying purchases from Birch Gold Group now through March 31st. They'll ship a free safe directly to your door. How do you get it? Text DAN to 989898 to get your free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free safe. Fed keeps raising rates because it's the only tool they have to keep inflation under control, and it's not working. You've seen the impact on the stock market. Hedge inflation by owning gold. Whether physical gold and silver in your safe or through an IRA and precious metals where you can hold real gold and silver in a tax-sheltered retirement account. I bought gold multiple times from Birch Gold to protect my family and my savings. You can trust them too. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and thousands of satisfied customers. Text DAN today to 989898 for your free information kit on gold and to claim eligibility for your free home safe by March 31st on qualifying purchases. Again, text DAN to 989898. Use them multiple times, Birch Gold Company. Past performance, not a guarantee of future results. Message and data rates apply. Thanks, Birch Gold. Okay, folks, as we move away from these blue areas and reinforce purple and red states with sanity, where we can get a fair hearing in front of a judge and defend ourselves with our God-given right, our Second Amendment rights, where we can keep our money and grow our families and our businesses. When we do that, the benefit of that is it will leave the crazies behind and it'll leave the sane crazies, the sane crazies, there are sane crazies? Yes. Folks, there are a lot of liberals who can be, there are a lot of them, who once they suffer the ramifications of liberalism will flip. Come on, Dan, that's crazy. No, it's not crazy. I lived through it. You're not going to tell me it's nuts. I lived through it in New York. I've told you the story a thousand times. The city had 3,000 homicides when I was growing up in the late 80s, the mid 80s and the 90s. It went nuts. Everybody was the bond market had left. There was crime everywhere, drugs. Everybody's car got stolen. What happened? Rudy Giuliani got elected. By who? People we thought were liberal crazies because they got tired of liberalism too. Then he got reelected by 18 points. When it gets bad enough, we're not there yet. I, I, it's going to get there. I'm sorry to tell you. When it gets bad enough, they will flip. I promise. A couple stories I wanted to hit. First, San Francisco. This is hilarious. James Freeman piece about San Francisco. So San Francisco, did you know this? They had this, uh, this, this law in the city of San Francisco, obviously, that boycotts areas of the country economically that they don't like. Gun laws, uh, laws about yeah, not I, yeah. cutting off kids' genitals. Yeah, remember that? that? Yes. They yeah. said, we will not do business with, remember that, Joe, this list of cities, it was yeah, like, they yeah. started at one and it exploded into like yep. every city in America, right? So, well, what happened? Well, of course, the city of San Francisco started having to pay a fortune for construction projects and everything else because a lot of the stuff was sourced from out of state in some of the cities and places and states they boycotted. So San Francisco was like, <laughs> this ain't working, man. Of course it ain't working. You're freaking idiots. So they're poised now to get rid of this law. As Freeman notes, they're going to exempt construction contracts from this boycott of 30 states that passed conservative laws over concern that the restrictions were driving up costs and accomplishing little more than adding red tape to projects. Yes, yes. And apparently they're considering dumping the law altogether because they're giving themselves the double-barreled middle finger. Let get away. Let them, they will figure it out. They will figure it out. One more. Um, I saw the, the story about reparations also in San Francisco yesterday. This is going to shock you guys. Maybe you, you both here too. Yes, do reparations in San Francisco. Dan, I thought you said this was a dumb policy. It, it's the dumbest policy I've ever heard, but you go ahead and do it. Things will never change until they get bad enough. So San Francisco wants to do reparations. They want to do $5 million in payments to the black citizens of San Francisco that, that, uh, that'll, that'll meet these qualifications. 
And the program's going to cost a little bit, Joe. So, Tad. Yeah. The latest calculation is, by the way, what's the San Francisco city budget combined? Uh, $14 billion. Pretty big budget, $14 billion. The cost of the reparations is going to be uh, $175 billion with a cost to San Francisco families of $600,000 each. I am all for this, guys. I'm not kidding. This is not a joke. I know why. Pass it in San Francisco. And, and, and Joe, here's, here's what I think. That there should be a special levy, one-time levy of $600,000. You'll get the bill, in, and it's like a mortgage for you. Uh-huh. San Francisco residents want this. They want this program. They're all, you know, woke or whatever you want to call it, progressive, liberal, whatever euphemism of the day they use for communists, right? They want this. They can mortgage their futures and pay back people they've done no wrong to. You tell us how it works out. Hell, jack it up to 10 mil, you know? What the heck? I'm with you, brother. 20. Let's do 20. Let's do 20. And the, I mean, why not? Money's free. They believe in modern modern monetary theory. Money's free. There's a money fairy. I say do it. My man. Clean your conscience. Do it today. I'm not being silly. I'm dead serious. Watch what happens. Then watch what happens, by the way, when American Indians go to San Francisco and say, wait, don't we get reparations too? And then wait till you see Asian Americans who may have been discriminated against. Wait, do I get any reparations? And then you're going to see other groups come forward. Well, what about us? We're the descendants of Irish slaves. Do we get reparations? Watch what happens. Go for it. Every conservative should support this in San Francisco. And watch how quickly. Quickly, San Francisco changes. Send a bill. Special levy. Love to see it. All right, folks. Yesterday was a really, really bad day for liberal fairy tales. <laughs> really bad day. A lot of them down in flames. Here, Matt. Look, gasoline on the liberal fairy tales. Liberal fairy tales went up in smoke yesterday. I'm going to get to a few of them. Let's go to this one first. So the Republicans had a hearing down at the border. Uh, the border, which I, I might even call it's not really a border. It's more a suggestion. Hey, stop. Don't come in. Okay, what'll happen if we come in? We'll fly you around the country and give you a cell phone. Okay, thanks. Does that sound like a border to you? Try that in Turkey or China. Good luck. Try that in Cuba, the country Democrats love. Oh, Cuba is wonderful. Communism. So go try that. See what happens. Just fly in there and with no visa or passport or anything like that. Just tell them you're there to visit. Watch what happens. You'll find yourself in the gulag tomorrow. So the border chief, Ortiz, was at this hearing. Democrats didn't show up because they're chumps and cowards, and they, they candidly, they love an open border. And Chief Ortiz was put on the spot. He was asked, hey, do we have operational control of our border? And he wasn't allowed a way out. There was no dancing allowed. The, the uh, congressman put up a specific definition, and in a shocking moment of truth, there were a couple moments of truth there. The liberal fairy tale that the border secure went down in smoke. This guy's only the chief of the border patrol. Joe, you think he knows a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, a little bit, maybe. Here, listen to yourself. Chief Ortiz, um, does, does DHS have operational control of our entire border? No, sir. I thought Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, and... Karine Jean-Pierre, I thought they told us the border was secure, but it's not. I mean, that's a border chief. Maybe Joe, a little bit? A little, a little bit about it? Yeah. Just a bit more. Yeah. Gee, what do you think? Maybe a tad? Kind of weird, right? On the record? No, we don't have control of our border. You know, I was watching The Five yesterday, and Gutfeld had such a great point. Greg was saying it was about this topic of the border not being secure. What do you guys think of this? Greg said yesterday to Jessica Tarloff, the liberal on the, at the table. He's like, I don't understand why you guys just don't admit it. Just admit you don't care about the border. He says, I know it's not politically palatable, but all the questions then go away. He made this great point. Everybody sees what's happening at the border. We have drone footage, camera footage, footage out of New York City, D.C., El Paso, Arizona, New Mexico, California, of illegal immigrants everywhere. Everybody knows you don't care. So why keep lying about it when Chief Ortiz and everyone else who knows what they're talking about is going to make a fool out of you and just come out and say it. Take a bath. We just take, take, thank you. 
Joe knows. You do it in business. You get bad news. You dump it all at one time. Just take a bath. Just say, guys, listen, um, we just really don't care. You know, we think the world should be full of open borders. We think illegal immigration is a net asset for the country. Um, the fentanyl thing, it's bad, but it's not the worst thing ever. Just come out and say it. All the questions magically go away then. But they can't. They continue to lie. Liberal fairy tale number one, the border secure. Match, flames. All right, let me get to my next sponsor. There was another shocking Candid moment of truth yesterday up on Capitol Hill, where the numbers wonk at the White House for the budget. OMB director, what's her name, Shalanda Young, was put on the spot with a pretty easy question by Rick Scott. Hey, you guys are big debt deficit cutters, right? Biden said so, right? Cutting the debt, it was whispering. Yes, a pretty simple numbers question. And shockingly, she told the truth. It's amazing. It's amazing how they've been lying the whole time. Folks, LifeLock, I had my identity stolen. It was really ugly. Took me a long time to clean it up. So tax season's here. It's always a crazy time, but it can get even more stressful if you fall victim to one of these fake IRS calls. Scammers pretending to be IRS agents will ask for personal information, bank accounts, or for you to wire money on the spot. On the spot. Uh, be smart and just hang up. The IRS normally contacts taxpayers through the mail. It's very important you understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. It's a huge problem. Your personal information gets exposed so often, making it dangerously easy for a cybercriminal to steal your identity. Your kids, too. Protecting your identity can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own, like loans taken out in your name. And if you become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But it's easy to help you protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now. Don't wait. Don't go through what I went through. And save up to 25% off your first year. 25%. Head to LifeLock.com slash Bongino. That's LifeLock.com slash Bongino. B-O-N-G-I-N-O for 25% off. Do it today. Don't wait. All right. Another liberal fairy tale went up in smoke yesterday. So Democrats lie to you all the time about the massive deficits and debt they're running up. Now, to be clear, there is a distinction between the annual deficit and the debt. The deficit in any year is the amount of money taxpayers take in versus the amount of money the government spends. The government spends more than we take in, has been doing so for now, what, five, six decades? Now, as each year the deficits pile up, they're added to the debt. I'm, I'm, so, I, I'm really, my apologies for oversimplifying this. I know it's like, Dan, okay, this is obvious. I swear to you, there are libs out there who don't understand this. They don't. They, they don't get the difference between the deficit and debt. If you run up $10,000 a year in credit card debt in your personal account for 10 years, your annual deficit is $10,000. After 10 years, it's $100,000. Well, not even counting interest. Liberals are confused by this. So with Joe Biden and Barack Obama, he did this too, Obama. Remember, Joe, we used to hit this all the time. On, remember my, uh, the, uh, we used to record the show in my basement. Yeah. Suburban, but we used to hammer oh, yeah. this all the time. Yep. How Biden would, oh, oh, Obama would always take advantage of the fact that liberals don't understand the difference. So what Biden's doing is because during COVID, Republicans and Democrats, both, let's be candid, Spent unprecedented amounts of government money we didn't have, upwards of five, six trillion dollars. Unprecedented amounts of money. That money is now starting to tail off as the COVID emergency wanes, right? We are still spending unprecedented amounts of money. The Biden team is taking advantage of that distinction to make you believe he's this big debt red tape cutter and red ink cutter, I should say. It is hilariously stupid. Biden's budget proposal this year runs up historic amounts of red ink. So Senator Rick Scott from Florida pins down OMB director Shalanda Young on this exact question. And incredibly, she's forced to admit the truth that, yeah, budget's not balanced and we're spending a whole lot more than we're taking in. Check it out yourself. You think, you think his budget reduces debt? Uh, our budget focuses on the deficit, which in no, turn has an impact on the okay. debt. That's a no. Okay, that's fine. So is President Biden's budget balanced? Meaning, does it, are you going to, are we going to spend more than we collect? Uh, Senator, no, because we believe that would hurt working families. 
that would hurt working fans. Hilarious. So just to be clear, the government taxing you into oblivion and stealing working families' money to spend money they don't have and cause an inflation crisis that's stealing even more of your buying power away is somehow helping working families. You understand this is the dystopian future we're looking at with the law school and the medical school if we do not get to red states as soon as we can and get away from this leviathan? Now, in case you're under, again, the mistaken belief that, oh, don't worry, you know, the taxes here are relatively low around the world. Biden's latest proposal in the budget where he wants to steal more of your money through massive tax hikes and spend more money we don't have. I want you to look at this tax foundation chart. Hat tip, Brian Rydell found this on his social media account. Biden's 2024 budget would put our combined marginal tax rates above world averages, OECD averages. Here, just look at the top line here. Currently, currently, right now, our top combined marginal rate on individual income. In other words, what you're paying in taxes, the top marginal rate is 42.8%. The OECD average, these were powerful world economies, is 42.6. So right now, we're still in the taxing Olympics. We're the gold medal winner. Biden wants it to go to 45.4. He wants to raise it even more. So you're paying half of your money on your income. That's just your income. Not sales taxes, not property taxes, not payroll taxes. This is what Biden wants. But don't worry, Joe. He's doing it for the middle class, stealing more of your money. <laughs> Another ma match. They're in it for the little guy, folks. Remember that myth? Up in flames. Biden's a big red ink cutter. Up in flames. The border's secure. Up in flames. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Oh, Here's another one. That's good. That's good. Here's another one. Another liberal fairy tale. Liberal fairy tales that they're going to eliminate fossil fuels in 10 years. Get rid of that filthy coal. It's so dirty. We're going to go to wind farms and solar farms and we're going to take cow farting cows and turn it into a biofuel, whatever. Here's Biden telling Cal Penn uh, in an interview that uh, he's going to eliminate fossil fuels in 10 years. No human being actually believes this, but except liberals. Here, check this out. We can get rid of coal much more rapidly. And, um, and by the way, for example, I was up in um, uh, Massachusetts, one of the largest coal producing electric facilities in the nation. Well, guess what? We hooked it up to wind technology. And so now and it's cheaper we can do solar, we can do wind cheaper than we can do fossil fuels. So it's a matter of transitioning, but it's not like you can cut everything off immediately. So we're going to get away from coal, Joe. And Guy said it right. I know this is Republicans. We're so dark and apocalyptic for covering the fact that Biden's lying and making this up. It's hilarious because Germany tried that. Germany run by a lot of liberals, too. Uh, here's an NPR article. NPR, by the way liberal outlet amid an energy crisis germany turns to the world's dirtiest fossil fuel uh coal wait one more here's another liberal fairy tale this has to be the most hilarious op-ed i think i've ever seen here's the la times so the la times which i mean really joe this makes the baltimore sun look like the new york post okay Whoa. this is a radical far left outlet right the la times a lot of these lefties at these outlets just got done telling us in California, because California is run by liberals that can't manage your energy supply, please don't charge your electric vehicles at peak or you're gonna, there's going to be blackouts. You're going to suck too much electric from the grid. <laughs> now the LA, the LA Times, 180. Now the grid is in such condition, such terrible condition. Now they're saying, hey, can you please plug your electric vehicle back into the grid so we can suck the battery from the grid? Editorial, California should tap its growing fleet of electric vehicles to prevent blackouts. Oh, I'm going to get a hernia again. I can't. This is what it's like to be a liberal. Don't charge your EV. You're going to suck the grid dry. You're going to suck the grid. Hey, do us a favor. Plug back your EV so we can suck your battery dry. And you're what? People keep falling for this, bro. People keep falling for this. <laughs> Your green future looks like a nightmare to me, man.
And can we finally bury the myth, the liberal? Let's light this one on fire too. I'll get to this in a second. Let me get to my last bunch. Can we finally bury the fairy tale that the libs and the Democrats are the party of the little guy? I'm just going to show you some raw numbers about what they did bailing out the tech bro bank and what the second order effect of that was to show you that liberals absolutely hate and revile the little guy. There's nothing they love more than the big guy that helps them out. Folks, Patriot Mobile, Patriot Mobile, talking about the parallel economy. Listen, Americans had it. They're done supporting companies that rake in hundreds of millions, sometimes billions, trashing the country that made their success possible. And until recently, we had to take it. But companies like Patriot Mobile are building a whole new economy, one which embraces the values that made America the greatest country on earth. Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless provider. They offer dependable nationwide coverage on all three major networks. You can get the best possible service in your area. Plus, they offer a coverage guarantee. If you're not happy with your coverage, you can switch to a different network for free without changing carriers. All this plus the knowledge that you're supporting free speech, the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military and first responder heroes. That's right. That's why I love this company. Patriot Mobile's 100% U.S.-backed customer service team makes switching easy. Just go to patriotmobile.com slash Dan or call them now at 878-PATRIOT. Get free activation today with the offer code Dan. We need to stand together and support companies in the parallel economy that share our values. PatriotMobile.com slash Dan or call 878-PATRIOT. Go today. Check them out. So another liberal fairy tale that got buried this week, yesterday as a matter of fact, is the fairy tale that, you know, libs and Democrats, they're in it for the little guy. The, Joe, the, I love the words, the mom and pops. Oh, yeah. Small businesses. Oh, you are? Yeah. Really? You're in it for the little guy? That's fascinating because you bailed out a tech bro bank full of really rich, wealthy Silicon Valley types. You decided to bail them out with taxpayer money, which is exactly what happened through this implied guarantee. Please, let's stop playing games. What happened here? Well, Axios put out an article. Axios put out an article showing that $15 billion of money the other day, Axios put out an email, excuse me, uh, $15 billion of money went to a, Joe, it's a small bank. I'm not sure you've heard of it. It's mm -hmm. very tiny. It just has one local branch called Bank of America. You ever heard of that? Yeah. You see? I don't think they have one in your area. Joe's up near this. Uh, I've heard of Mount Arnold West. Kenmer. Yeah, I've heard of Mount heard, West. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. You see, you see Joe, yeah. Joe and I traveled a little bit. Some guy mentioned it. Well, it's a very small bank. So <laughs> they're a liberal. I'm, I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> yes. There are liberals who probably don't get this. Okay. They're like, wow, that Joe's in it. Trust me, Joe gets it too. <laughs> Bank of America's all over where Joe lives. I know, I lived there once. Bank of America, one of the largest banks of America, got $15 billion as people pulled money out of regional banks and then dumped it in Bank of America. Why? Because liberals know that Bank of America is too big to fail. And who made them too big to fail? Liberals and swampy Republicans who decided to use your money to bail out big banks. I thought they hated big banks. No, conservatives do. Swampy Republicans, progressives, liberals, wokesters, whatever the hell you want to call them, they love them some big banks. They love them. <laughs> Think about this. Think about this. The Fed is now saying that it's going to commit $2 trillion. You're like, this, this can't be real. This can't wait for it. The Fed's now, I'm not messing with you here. The Fed's now saying they're going to commit $2 trillion to giving to banks, big banks and other banks, if there's another crisis, right? So they're going to take your money and they're going to give it to these big banks. Here's the irony of the story. They don't have it. So they're just going to have to create it. So I had to write this down as I thought about this this morning. Think about how ironic this is. They're printing $2 trillion, the Fed, to combat the effects of raising rates on banks that took a loss on rates going up, which they raised to combat the inflation. Let me say that again. The Fed's going to print $2 trillion more money, causing more inflation, to combat the effects of raising rates the Fed raised to combat inflation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's great being a lib, isn't it? You live in just this, that, that, if that makes sense to you, you're probably an idiot or a liberal, but I said the same thing twice. Folks, a couple things here. I need you to be very careful about something. Moving on from the liberal fairy tales, we just eviscerated. They're not in it for the little guy. The border's not secure. Biden's running up historic debt. The budget's not balanced. He's not a red ink fighter. Please cut the nonsense. 
There is no evidence. The Fed is not in this to fight inflation. They're, they're not in this. They're in to grow government. It's run by total libs. And Jay Powell's one of them. But moving on, I need you to be very careful about something. How do you say this without sounding like a pretentious a-hole? Uh, when you get when you run for office or become an activist, you're going to get attacked so often. You're going to get really savvy at kind of, you know, peeking through the fog and seeing what liberals are really up to. I'm telling you, I said it yesterday. Liberals are really, really the, the uh, activist ones. They're very savvy. They may be immoral, unethical. Some of them downright evil. But do not underestimate their savvy. Everything they do is a purpose, even when it seems confusing. They will align with anyone, the whole anti-anti-communist theory we've gone over multiple times. But you'll learn to see things. What is the, the essence of it? You know, I, I was talking to someone on the phone the other day. And you guys ever see Silence of the Lambs? Sure. It's an unbelievable scene. Anthony Hopkins is just an incredible, incredible actor. And listen, they're, they're, I guess they're all big libs, whatever. I don't know Hopkins, but Jodie Foster is. But the, the movies, the acting in it is just out of this world, right? And there's just this powerful scene. It's one of the best I've ever seen. I love that movie because I love the book where Anthony Hopkins is trying to get Jodie Foster to, as an FBI agent, get to the bottom of what's motivating this serial killer, Buffalo Bill. And she keeps getting it wrong. And he says, no, no. He covets. And finally, like they get to, they get to the answer, right? You have to ask yourself always with the left, what do they covet more than anything? Well, they tyrants covet tyranny. Tyrants covet censorship and control. So when I saw this story the other day, I couldn't believe how many people fell for this. Daily Mail. Mexican drug cartels are blamed for spreading false social media posts that the El Paso border was open sparking a 1,000 migrants to charge through the barbed wire. Remember the El Paso invasion or attempted invasion that happened last week? 1,000-plus migrants tried to charge a border location in El Paso, a port of entry over there. You saw the video. I think we played it on the show. Social media. I'm sure there was a post out there. But it's amazing how many people fell for this. Why do you think the lib media is pumping this story about social media did it, social media did it? Hold that thought. For the exact same reason people in the liberal media and shockingly even some Republicans are pushing the idea that social media caused the bank run. Reclaim the net. Prepare for governments to push central bank digital currencies in the wake of the SVB collapse. One of the reasons they're using as a talking point is, oh, social media did it. Social media caused the bank collapse. Spread the word the bank was going to collapse. What do you guys think they're up to? We got to cancel that oh. <laughs> for the good of the country, Dan. Oh, yes, of course, Joe, for you, you dumbass. It's for you. Come on. It's for you, Joe. We're too stupid to figure it out ourselves. Social media fooled us. There's a border advance. Social media did it. The government, the tyrants running it. Even some Republicans are salivating over the idea of crushing free speech in this country because tyrants covet. Go watch that scene. And what do they covet? Control and censorship. Control over you and censoring their opponents. Whenever you see a story and they blame social media, it has nothing to do with the social media role in it. It has everything to do with getting that narrative out there for you to believe you need to be censored too because it's a national security bank thing. Bank finance, you're going to go bankrupt without it. Do not fall for this. They're going to use this to push for central bank digital currencies. They're going to use this to push for censoring you. Any information about the border you put out there. It's so obvious. Read this Reclaim the Net piece. It's so good. By Tom Parker. It's at Bongino.com slash newsletter. If you want to click on it, or you can just go right to the site. It's called Prepare for Governments to Push Digital Currencies in the Wake of the Bank Collapse. Here's the talking points they're going to use. I just said this. Digital currencies will protect you from social media bank runs. No, they will not. What they will do is allow the government to go to your phone and wipe out your bank account if you try to go get your money from an account. Here, here's this guy, David Ulovich. We saw the first meme social media fuel bank run in history Thursday and Friday. Here we go. Folks, don't fall for this. Here's the other talking point they're going to use. Oh, digital currency from the Fed, folks. 
It'll provide financial stability. <laughs> ha! This is the walking dead theory like I've never seen it. Hey, you don't want to lose your money in a bank, right? Don't worry. We have a digital currency. We'll protect you. We'll credit your account. Yet what they don't mention is the government will then discredit other accounts to credit your account. Where do you think it's going to come from? They're trying to scare you. They're trying to scare you. Here's another talking point they're going to use. Read this piece. It's so good. Do not fall for this digital. This is digital surveillance at its worst. They should be used for deposit protection. Deposit protection. That is even funnier. Deposit protection? Wait till they bump your tax rates up to 50%. Wait till they declare negative interest rates taken away from your money. Wait till they do a confiscatory one-time tax for reparations and empty your bank account. Oh, I'll go get cash. There is no cash. It's all digital. Run by the Fed. Good luck. Deposit protection. <laughs> you fell for that? It's all about control, folks. Every single time. Hey, I wanted to end with this video. Joe, listen, we always say, we, Joe is a very clever guy. Joe put some sound into this to make it, you know, because a lot of people listen on audio only. So Joe added some sound to this. It's a silent video, but it, the video is in fact real. That drone that I told you, hopefully doesn't start World War III. I don't, mm. I don't think it will. I'm, I, although I gave up being optimistic about Putin a long time ago. It was a drone taken down by a Russian fighter jet over the Black Sea. The video... Uh, it was released this morning. It's very short, about 10 seconds. The video is like 40. We only cut the 10 seconds of it. I want you to watch this the craziest video ever. This Russian jet almost crashing into this, matter of fact, crashing in and destroying this drone as it tries to dump fuel all over it. Here, check this out. You see that? I'll put a few sound effects in there. If you're listening on audio, go to my Rumble account, check out the video. It's at the end of the show. It's, it's, it's a cool upfront video. So you get to see what happens with the, the Russians, which, I mean, these guys almost killed themselves in this jet trying to take this drone down. It's at rumble.com slash Bongino. We really appreciate it. All right, folks. Thanks again for tuning in. Questions for tomorrow? We do uh, Ask Me Anything tomorrow, Friday's show. Go to my Locals account, download the Locals app. I'm at DBongino. That's the easiest way to get your question. And I also post it on True Social at DBongino. Questions for tomorrow's show. Just respond with your question. Hopefully we'll get to it. Please subscribe to the show. We deeply appreciate it. It is free. It helps us so much. You have no idea. I go into it every day. It's free. Just go to Apple, Spotify, and Rumble, rumble.com slash Bongino. If you would click that follow and subscribe button, we would deeply appreciate it. I'll see you back here tomorrow. You just heard Dan Bongino.